We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cameras captured a, well, wholesome moment between John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson on the sideline of the Ravens-Falcons game Saturday. Yes, Sarah, with so much negativity surrounding Baltimore's offense, obviously, and of course the contract negotiation process between the front office and Lamar Jackson, it really did serve as a nice reminder that Harbs and Lamar truly do have a unique head coach quarterback relationship. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It's Wednesday, December 28th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. You know, Sarah, Harbaugh has been around Baltimore for a long time as he nears the tail end of his 15th NFL season. And for that and so much more, he finds himself an awfully good head coaching company in several historical categories. That's just ahead. Plus, you may have seen gnarly pictures of J.K. Dobbins' knee and wondered how in the world he can run on it. We've got a doctor's explanation ahead of why his knee looks so bad. Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So Ravens Productions strapped a mic on John Harbaugh for the Christmas Eve game against the Falcons. And as you would expect, there were plenty of reactions to the game, not to mention the chilling, the bone-chilling temperatures, all of those were caught on tape. Yeah, but there was one unexpected moment with his star quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who, as we all know, has missed the last three games with the sprained PCL. Now, Lamar has been supporting his teammates from the sideline, both on the road and at home. He was by Tyler Huntley's side for his first start this season in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. And he was again in the offensive huddle during the third quarter break of last week's game, talking up his teammates. So he's been finding subtle ways to be supportive while rehabbing. And so that brings us to this exchange that Harbs and number eight shared on the sideline Sunday. You got to go out there and get super big, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's your no, guy. No brainer. You out here the whole game? Yeah, yeah. Are you cold? Yeah. It's good for your knee. It's like it's like icing. No, it's, like no, it's, it's, like, it's like icing your knee. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah, I'm not sure if I'm buying the idea that frozen tundra kind of weather would be good for Lamar's knee, but 
Harbs is always looking for the upside in any situation. Obviously, you can appreciate that. But on a more serious note, it was nice to see that moment, right? This moment between coach and quarterback, to see them both hug, to hear Harbs says he loves them. And while it was hard to hear because the hug blocked the mic there sound-wise, it did seem like Lamar said he loved his coach back too, for what it's worth. It's just a nice reminder all in all, that they're on good terms. I'm sure it's been beyond stressful for a good percentage of Ravens fans watching the contract negotiation process play out, right? The offense has been struggling. And of course, we're all waiting to see if Lamar will be healthy for playoff time sooner or later. So, you know, all that stuff tends to create negativity around town. But I do think it's clear that it hasn't created division internally, particularly between these two And that's most important above all. Yeah, Bobby, I see zero animosity here. In fact, to the contrary, I see a strong bond. And if you were only to listen to National Pundits or Ravens Twitter, they would have you believe that Lamar is angry with the organization for not giving him a fully guaranteed contract or for not firing Greg Roman or, I don't know, for not giving enough wide receiver depth. But I see no evidence of anger. Now, that doesn't mean he still doesn't want a fully guaranteed contract, which he should continue to push for. And it doesn't mean that an agreement will be struck this offseason. It just means that they're still on good terms. It also means that there's no need for outsiders to pit Lamar and the Ravens against each other. We can all keep our opinions about Lamar's value contractually. We can all keep our opinions about Greg Roman. But we can do that without whipping up a conspiracy about their relationship. So to get personal just for a moment here, Bobby, I think back to when my family moved away from Baltimore. At the time, the Ravens offered for me to keep writing late for work for the team website after I'd done it for 10 years, and I was willing to do so. But we couldn't come to an agreement after some back and forth about how much I was worth writing those columns. They held strong to their final number, and I walked away. And then a few months later, my former boss, who was heading up the negotiation process on the Raven side, she came to my new home and stayed with me and my family for a weekend. We had a great time. We strongly disagreed about my value, but there was zero animosity. Zero. Obviously, my contract negotiations weren't even in the same ballpark financially as Lamar's, but it was enough to affect my family's livelihood significantly, so it was a big deal to me. And yet still, there was zero animosity. The Ravens found other writers at a value they were comfortable with, and I found you, Bobby, and I found the vault with you. So it's all good. So I'll just say it again. There's no need to pit Lamar and the Ravens against each other. They still express love to each other, as we just heard. So we on the outside, we can still like both. We can still enjoy the Ravens, and we can love Lamar Jackson, even if you disagree about contracts or offensive coordinators or wide receiver depth. It's extremely well said, and I really appreciate you opening up like that. And honestly, I think I could say the same thing about my relationship with the folks at WBAL and 98 Rock, which I've talked about before here on the podcast. So one more thing, though, Sarah, there's not a lot of movement in the video, but some who have watched it right back to the the Lamar Harbaugh video here for a second. Some are wondering if they see a slight limp in Lamar's walk still. Did you happen to see? I mean, what about you? I mean, there's really just not enough tape to really know, right? I mean, this is what I do know, that Ian Rappaport has reported that Lamar's been running on a treadmill and he's been fine. So his next step is to test football movements and see how he responds. So I can't tell much from the video, but I do trust the Athletics' Jeff Zrebeck. 
And he was asked if he noticed a limp on the sideline during the game, not just from this video. And this was his response, quote, didn't notice it then, but he was in the locker room after the game and did seem to have a limp when walking out. Seemed to be in good spirits, though. Close quote. Yeah, that's not a great sign, but we'll obviously know much more by Wednesday afternoon when the Ravens resume practice this week. If he's not out there, that's going to tell us a lot. And if he is, reporters will get a better look at him if he is out there during warm-ups. So much more to come on this topic. But still to come here on The Vault, John Harbaugh's consistency, longevity, and overall success as a head coach we're going by the numbers on all of those categories historically. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Bobby, while postseason wins have been hard to come by in recent years, John Harbaugh still finds himself in elite company for what he's been able to accomplish since taking over as head coach in Baltimore in 2008. Yeah, and Sarah, let's just start off right here, right off the bat, first and foremost. You and I, we are very aware that this organization has just one playoff win over the last seven seasons, okay? It hasn't been good enough in January. We know that. He knows that. Everybody knows that. That's just the bottom line. With that said, though, those team shortcomings don't take away from where Harbaugh stacks up among some of the game's greats, and we're going to get into that now. As Press Box's Glenn Clark recently noted, Harbs finds himself a part of an exclusive club of just 19 NFL head coaches who have led their teams 
to postseason play at least 10 times. Now, that list includes names like Bill Belichick, Don Shula, Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll, Bill Parcells, Joe Gibbs, Bill Cower, and other greats. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, needless to say here, Bobby, that's pretty good company to be in. And remember, this is all of a sudden Harbaugh's 15th season as head coach at the Ravens, nine of which have been 10 win or more campaigns, and 10 have included playoff berths. And by the way, he clinched this latest playoff berth with backup quarterback Tyler Huntley, who has gone 3-1 and one with the MVP sideline with an injury. That's a notable accomplishment for John Harbaugh with an undrafted quarterback under sender. And let's not forget, too, that his two losing seasons, just two in 15 years now, 2015 and 2021, were in large part due to a devastating amount of injuries, which decimated the organization in those respective years. Now, obviously, we all remember because it's still fresh in our mind what the 2021 season was in that category. So, you know, there's nothing more to say about that. But back to Glenn Clark's piece, because I thought the way in which he addressed the often discussed critique and fact about how Harbaugh has just one playoff win since 2015 was clever. I'll read the quote for you. It provides no context whatsoever. It is, of course, true, but the parameters are timed conveniently to present the most damning picture of futility while totally dismissing Harbaugh's prior playoff success. It is the football version of selective outrage, close quote. Mm, that's a good one. And Bobby Glenn was not done there either. Here's another one. Quote, Harbaugh's success has transcended all players. With Sam Cook's retirement after last season, no single player has been there for all of Harbaugh's playoff appearances. The standard has also transcended coordinators in all three phases of the game and even general managers which also, of course, does not mean that those folks haven't all played integral roles in creating the standard. Whether you want to toast him from the end of the bar or not, John Harbaugh has been the standard, close quote. And Bobby, I love that because people will often try to downplay Harbs' success by saying he's only one because he had good players. They'll say Lamar is the reason now, and Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, some of those other greats were reasons before. And there's no doubt, as Glenn said, those players are a huge reason behind those playoff berths. And I wouldn't steal that from them. But just as people like to use the stat you just did at the top, Bobby, that Harbs has won once in the playoffs in the last seven years, well, I went back and checked it out. Ray and Ed only had one playoff win in the seven years before Harbs came to town. So here's the bottom line. You need great playing and great coaching to win in the postseason. And to diminish either the players or the coaches just isn't fair. And it certainly gets me thinking about whether or not we could be guilty, maybe, of giving the vocal social media minority more credence than that noise deserves, right? Like, does this fan base really want Harbaugh gone? Or is he just viewed as the easy target for frustrated fans who are tired of Baltimore's offensive deficiencies over the last month plus? Which, by the way, those are real those are real concerns. But for me, it comes down to this, Sarah. The grass ain't always greener on the other side. And Harbaugh has now secured 10 trips to the postseason in 15 years at the helm, as we've mentioned. It hasn't been pretty of late. And matter of fact, it's been downright ugly at times. But the way that he's found a way to win football games with an undrafted backup QB in recent weeks. 
That speaks to his excellence. That speaks to the locker room culture he's helped build. And for his sake, that will hopefully speak to why once Lamar makes his long-awaited return, this team will be prepared to make its postseason run. So, Sarah, we've been wanting to get into this in a while, but the news cycle's just been so crazy, we haven't had time to. So let's do it now. There's a zoomed-in picture of J.K. Dobbins' surgically repaired knee that has been circulating social media as of late, and it looks pretty gnarly. I mean, there's two huge bumps on each side of his kneecap and a big scarred line down the middle of it. It literally looks like it would be impossible to run on, yet he certainly has been. Yeah, I've seen that image too, Bobby. And what it kind of reminds me of is that scene, if you've seen it, from the 1980s movie Alien with Sigourney Weaver, where a creature is protruding through her belly. It kind of freaked me out as a kid and still kind of does. And that's a story for another time. And I'm obviously being a little dramatic here, but that is what I thought of when I saw JK's knee. And instead of an alien sticking out, I thought, I don't know, maybe it's some sort of metal equipment pushing its way through. But turns out that's not it either. You know, partner, I know your mother is a loyal listener of our podcast. And if you're out there, mother, I'd like to know what kind of movies were going on in this household. Because I don't know what you guys were watching, but I'm glad that at least it looks like you've ruled out that it's not an alien. And it's also not medical equipment either. So what the heck was it? Okay, so sports medicine doctor Brian Sutterer broke it down on his YouTube page, which, by the way, has 655,000 followers, Bobby. So we're just a few more subscribers than us. We're we're trucking our way there almost at 3,000. So just, you know, just a few thousand away. Anyway, here's the doctor on JK's knee. Remember that Dobbins has had two surgeries, and they likely reuse these same locations, the same sort of entry point to insert the instruments for his second procedure. What that means is there's going to be some increased potential for scar tissue to form in this area, because anytime you make an incision in the skin, the body's natural response is to lay down scar tissue to fill in that gap. We try to prevent this based on the way that the incision is closed with sutures, but there's always potential that you can have increased scar tissue formation at that site of entry. So I anticipate this is primarily some scar tissue that's formed right at those incision sites on both locations, maybe a little bit of some residual fluid in there, something called a seroma potentially, where you just get some accumulation of very benign fluid at the site of a surgery. But nothing about this makes me think this is an indication that Dobbins's knee is in like bad shape or something that fans should be concerned about or is overly harmful. Okay, so nothing to worry about at this point in terms of the strange bumps. Dr. Sutterer did say that based on how Dobbins is running, and he specifically pointed to that play where he got caught from behind in Pittsburgh, he said Dobbins still is hesitant or at least still working on fully extending his knee at full speed. But he said as long as there is no swelling or clicking in that movement, he is headed in the right direction. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with Ed Reed's first big break in the coaching industry. Baltimore's all-time great is taking over as head football coach at Bethune-Cookman, a historically black university in Daytona Beach, whose FCS program plays in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Elsewhere, how about the forecast for Sunday's Week 17 primetime matchup between the Ravens and Steelers in Baltimore? WBAL meteorologist Ava Marie is expecting unusually mild weather for this time of year. So much so, it should be around 53 degrees at kickoff. 
This, of course, is coming just a week removed from the coldest home game in Ravens franchise history, which featured a wind chill of two degrees. In other news, the Ravens waived defensive tackle Isaiah Mack on Tuesday. The 26-year-old former undrafted rookie logged 16 snaps in Baltimore's win over Atlanta after being called up off the practice squad last week. Mack was quickly claimed off of waivers by Seattle not long after. The Ravens also re-signed inside linebacker Josh Bynes, who now makes his way back to the practice squad. And finally, three-time defensive player of the year and one of the greatest defensive linemen to ever suit up in the NFL, J.J. Watt. He plans to call it a career with the Arizona Cardinals at the end of this season. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today. But be sure to drop back on Thursday morning for the Ravens news you need to know. <laughs>